0: Episode 70. Yes, the big 70. Stop hesitating. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. And welcome to The Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. I'm your host, Dale Dixon. With Jason Jennings, Jason, how busy are you? I am never <laughs> going
1: to say I'm too busy again. For those of you, uh, for those listening who haven't been listening the last several weeks, they will have missed the episode. But something that Dale said a few weeks ago: uh, when you tell people you're too busy or I'm so busy I don't know what to do, what you're basically saying is you can't run your own life and you're not in charge of your own world. And so I, I took the pledge. I was never going to say the words I'm too busy again, Dale. I've got two things to share. One, it's the most challenging thing that anybody will ever do because it really makes you responsible for your own schedule. And secondly, I believe I've I've not done a study and added up the numbers, but it would appear to me uh, that that episode, uh, we've received more emails about that episode than any episode
0: we've ever done. That's fantastic. Well, that's we're here to help. And today, another step in the journey, game-changing life and game-changing leadership. Uh, the title, Stop Hesitating and from what I understand, you have a favorite saying that's been the major guidepost in your life. Do you care to share it? Uh, I do. I'm not sure how many mentors you had early
1: on. Uh, hopefully, everybody along the way has been touched by touched in a positive way. Uh, I grew up having a lot of people I did not want to be like. But along the way, you would call him a venture capitalist today. And early in my career, I was profoundly influenced by this man. And we were sitting in his office one day, and he said, I'm going to share some words with you today. And he said, if they make any sense to you, I won't even have to repeat them. You'll remember them, and you'll remember them and recall them for the rest of your life. And I said, go ahead. And believe it or not, I have never forgotten the words. I think about these words all the time. I probably invoke them with uh, regularity uh, once a week or once every couple of weeks, whenever I find myself hesitating or putting something off. And the words are very simple. I and mean, we're speaking metaphorically here. But he said, here are the words, on the planes of hesitation. This metaphorical place on the plains of hesitation bleached the bones of countless millions who on the dawn of victory and while resting died. Let me repeat it one more time. I think it's a a, a great line on the plains of hesitation bleached the bones of countless millions who on the dawn of victory paused to rest.
0: They gave up and resting died. (laughs) In other words, stop hesitating. So so why do we get to that place at the dawn of victory, and we pause to rest? Why do we hesitate? You know, I've spent my lifetime
1: uh, studying people, observing people, and researching companies and people for my books, and I'd say there's uh, nine reasons that are top of mind for me. Uh, Number one, uh, they've gotten too comfortable, so uh, they hesitate. They study things to death. They might have a lack of confidence. Number four, they think the big deal is going to fly in the window. Number five, they might think it's already too late for them. Number six, they've got a fear of losing what they have. Number seven, they're afraid nobody else will pitch in. Number eight, this is a big one, family pressures to not take a risk. And number nine, a lack of a financial safety net. And so in in studying thousands, tens of thousands of people over the years, I would suggest those are the primary reasons why
0: people hesitate. And I have to admit, um, you know, I'm thinking through that that list that you went through quickly and... Those, some people, including myself, are saying, but wait a minute, those are some real reasons. <laughs> There's some real reasons.
1: So let's take them one at a time. Let's say you've gotten too comfortable. I guess that's a potential real reason. Several weeks ago, I shared a list with you uh, when we were recording one of the podcasts. And I think it's worthy of, uh, of sharing again. Myself and Lawrence and my research director, put this list together a few weeks ago. And uh, would you, would, consider the following. Uh, The world's biggest taxi company has no taxis. That's Uber. Uh, The largest hotel chain has no hotels. That's Airbed and Breakfast. The largest phone companies in the world have no infrastructure whatsoever. That's Skype and WeChat. The world's most valuable retailer uh, has no buildings. That's Alibaba, closely followed by Amazon. The most popular media owner has zero content. That would be like a television network or a radio network having no content. That's Facebook, of course. The world's largest cinema has no theaters, seats, or popcorn, that'd be Netflix, and the largest software companies don't write any apps whatsoever. What does that mean to people listening? I'm not sure, but I do know this, it means something. And I know this, I'm not going to get comfortable given the pace of change in the world, so I would say uh, get rid of uh, the idea of being too comfortable. There's too much change taking place out there, and you're either going to be at the front of it, you're going to find
0: a band and get in front, uh, or you're going to be behind it.
1: Number two. So I want faith. to just
0: pause right there because I've got a favorite saying that I am well known in the office for telling our team and my counterparts around the country, and that is we are one disruptive innovation away from being completely irrelevant, and it keeps uh, the fire burning to that too comfortable idea. That's exactly right. I mean, change is coming at us
1: a million miles an hour, and I think it's slow. I think it's going to become even faster. So there is no opportunity to be too comfortable, if you want to be relevant. I mean, if, if you don't mind the risk of becoming irrelevant, that's fine. Uh, be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, uh, there's another group of people who study things to death. Well, we've, we've talked about this repeatedly. Uh, great leaders, great companies, great individuals, great businesses all have a list of four or five guiding principles, guiding values. Everyone knows them within the organization. That way, there's no need to study anything to death. You, you get a quick huddle in the hallway. You're not sitting down and you just say, okay, we've got this opportunity. Do we do it or should we not do it? Somebody says, well, it doesn't fit our guiding principles. Okay. Meeting over. Oh, it does fit our guiding principles. Let's do it. So if you have that set of guiding principles and go back to the list of podcasts, we've recorded several podcasts on the importance and, and how to create a list of guiding principles. So you'll not study stuff to death. If you have a set of guiding principles, lack of confidence. One of my observations uh, about great leaders over the years is this. They are constantly making lots of small bets. And, and one of the things that's derived from that is they end up building their own self-esteem. And another is they view failure as a learning experience. They also hang with like-minded people and they view perfect as being the downright enemy of good. So if you've got a lack of confidence, you've got to start making some small bets Hang around with like-minded people and ask yourself what you've learned from every failure you've ever experienced, and in retrospect, it might be one of the better things that ever happened to you.
0: Now, I've got to ask you to, to dissect and help us understand, perfect is the enemy of good. Well, Break there are so many
1: us. people who strive spend so much of their time striving for perfection that they never get there. They never get there. They never get it done because they're striving for perfection. Sometimes in life, good is okay. Good is okay in many instances. So just don't let perfection become the enemy of good. Okay. All right. What about those people who uh, can't make a decision? They can't get on with it. They hesitate because they think they're, it's already too late for them. Well, I always like to remind people, Colonel Sanders started Kentucky Fried Chicken when he was 65 years of age. Mary Kay Ash didn't get promoted in a business repeatedly and finally said, fellas, I'm out of here. And she founded Mary Kay Cosmetics in her very late 40s. But one of my favorites is the author Harry Bernstein. When Harry Bernstein was in his 20s, he wrote a short story. And that was the end of his writing career. He, didn't, he was married for 67 years. Finally, when his wife of 67 years died, he decided, oops, I guess I better write that book. And for Random House, he, he wrote the best-selling book, Invisible Wall. He was 96 years of age. So it's never too late for anyone. Then there's the fear of losing what they have. What I would suggest is this. Financial security is very important to me. It's very important to my family. So gain a degree of financial security, and then don't hesitate after that. I mean, uh, don't risk the family uh, food money. Don't risk the mortgage payment. So gain a degree of financial security, and then don't hesitate after that. And, and we've talked about that in previous podcasts as well. People can find them in the list. Uh, so Other people have a fear that nobody will pitch in. To, my, to that, my suggestion is this. If you turn what you're doing into something with a purpose— you will find lots of people who want to pitch in. I mean, when the two guys founded Google and they said, uh, everybody said, what are you going to do with this Google thing? They said, we're going to organize all the information in the world. Well, guess what? I mean, there were millions of people, I mean, who wanted to play a role. I mean, in organizing all the information in the world. So turn what you do into something with a great purpose. And then uh, as to family pressure, I had a lot of family pressure. I I remember when uh, very early in my life, I... I left the northern peninsula of Michigan to go to the big city of Detroit, 500 miles south, and I was told, God, you're probably going to fail. I I mean, are you sure you should be doing this? Because everybody else in the family has been a teacher and a coach, and we're not sure that you should be doing this. So the answer to family pressure is this. First of all, find a life partner, husband, wife, or partner who shares your guiding principles, and then move 2,000 miles away from the rest of your family and build your own life. Love them all, but keep them a couple thousand miles away. Uh, because otherwise, they'll constantly be trying to compromise you and, and hold you back, and and you'll end up hesitating. Next, if you've got a lack of a financial safety net, ne- I'm sorry, a lack of a financial safety net. Well, figure out what you need for a safety net, and uh, and then move on. Uh, once you've got your financial safety net, then don't hesitate after that. And finally, there's a lot of people out there. I bump into them all the time who think a big deal is going to fly in the window, and. Uh, I'm reminded of that ancient Chinese proverb that says, man, sit on chair with open mouth for a long, long time, waiting for roast duck to fly in. Not going to (laughs) happen. You know, it just doesn't happen. So there you've got it. I mean, the nine reasons that I suspect people hesitate and, uh, and how to deal with them.
0: Well, you've given us a lot to think about, a lot of things to consider. That is when you go back and uh, re-listen to jot a few notes down and uh, determine exactly where you're at on that continuum. Uh, really, there are no excuses. So any f- closing words for us, Jason?
1: Yeah, I love the email about the podcast, and uh, all we ask is that uh, uh, people keep sending us lots of email. Uh, so far, I've been able to answer every single one of them that comes in. Tell your friends, when you, when you listen to a podcast that you find helpful— forward it on, I mean, to other people so that we can grow the community and your
0: reviews are always welcome. Tell other people. And and then if you're so inclined, buy a book. Absolutely. So uh, go to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast. If you find this helpful and you just want to be reminded, have it there in your podcast feed every week. Also, while you're in iTunes, if you would write a review and post a rating, hopefully we've earned that five-star rating from you, we would be most grateful. This is The Game Changers, the podcast leading highly principled people to their full potential. Jason Jennings, thanks so much. Have yourself a great week. Thank you, and we'll talk again next week. You've been listening to The Game Changers Leadership Lessons in Speed, Productivity, Growth, Innovation, and Reinvention with business thought leader, best selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.